Well, Ulysses, it is the off season, and today we will roll along in our 2022 player review series with one Drew Rasmussen. He was my dark horse pick to be the best pitcher of this race 2022 season. I was close. I could make the argument. If you want to hear that argument, stay tuned and let's start it right now. You are locked on Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. And we are the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked On Rays your very first listen every day. And uh, make sure you follow us on all podcasting platforms and subscribe to that YouTube channel of ours as well. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And you can email us anytime of day or night, Locked On Rays at gmail.com send in those voice memos traditional emails comments hot takes whatever it may be uh so drew rasmussen 2022 player review like we like to do with these uh we talk about the good with the player the bad with the player the player's future with the team and we give him a final grade for the year and something tells me that uh Mr. Rasmussen is going to come out with a pretty solid grade because there was a lot to like about his 2022 campaign. There was a lot to like. Uh, again, 146 innings pitched, a 284 ERA, 125 strikeouts. In that time frame, he had a 1.04 whip, an ERA plus of 128, a FIP of 326. All very, very shiny stuff. That walk rate at 5.3, I like it. He was an F4, 2.9. So around three for his Fangraphs war. That's pretty, pretty impressive. Uh, I think the, the the biggest big picture thing that we can um, talk about, Drew, is the fact that he cemented himself as a top of the rotation arm a year after being a reliever. We, we didn't know he was going to be this good. Like He was really impressive in 2021 when he made that conversion, but you don't right. know how that's going to work out the next year. And boy, did it work out. It, it was great. In fact, um, pitcher of the month in, of August in, in this season. That's pretty impressive stuff. Of course, he was really close to getting that perfect game as well. Back to back, he had no hit bits this guy just just did everything uh that you could ask for drew uh kevin yeah and uh i hate to toot my own horn actually i love to do it but uh in 2021 there was a point where after drew rasmussen was acquired from the brewers again also getting jp fire Eisen and giving up willie adamas again i think that deal has worked out tremendously for both sides. Let's not forget that JP Fire Eisen before he got hurt had like a zero, yeah, zero ERA in 24 plus innings. And then combined with what Drew has been able to do. And Willie Adamas can finally see in his home ballpark of uh I can't, I don't know, it's not Miller Park anymore. Whatever it is, it's it's in Milwaukee. Uh, you know, putting up bomb after bomb after bomb. But I said at, at one point last year, when shortly after he was acquired. I was like, this Drew Rasmussen, he might have some starter potential. He might have some starter in him. And lo and behold, he certainly displayed that 
uh, I think towards the tail end of that year, but definitely established that uh, this season. I mean, let's, let's go back a little bit and consider he just threw 15 innings in 2020, just 76 innings in 2021 and basically doubling that doubling the amount of innings you throw in a single season and being able to not only handle that load, but really be consistent throughout the season. And I mean, you could argue he, he turned it on, got better as the season wore on and what really helped him to cement himself as a starter was the development and refinement of that cutter of his using it a third of the time. And there's a reason that his chase rate is in the 90th percentile on baseball savant. A big reason is because of that cutter that he has in his repertoire now. Yeah, that that was great. He dropped that four seam fastball usage by the same percentage that the cutter um, now was used in 2022. It, it was great. Uh, I think maybe uh, in order to see the the less hard hit percentage, because that's that's one thing that that we've talked about him as a negative, and we'll get to that uh, mm-hmm. in a bit. But maybe the cutter usage could increase because it was a really Really good pitch from him. Um, from the top three pitches, the four seam, the cutter, and the slider, uh, which basically are his, his repertoire, the cutter had the least hard hit percentage at 36.8%. And if the hard hit percentage is a problem, then maybe we can see that cutter being um, used a little bit more. But yeah, that, that development of that pitch really helped him become a, a starter that doesn't become too predictable. And we saw that used beautifully during that perfect game, that slider and that cutter with that four seam at the top of the zone. Uh, he He's just so crisp, too. Um, I, I did notice one of the things I like about him was he was he had pretty even splits on the traffic and the bases. Um, you know, in 50 against lefties, 58 and two thirds innings, 46 hits allowed, only two home runs. 14 walks, 55 strikeouts, a 1.02 whip. When you look at it against the righties, the 1.02 whip becomes a 1.06 whip. Uh, that's that's pretty um, on par. It, it, it's pretty even. The, the amount of hits compared to the innings pitch against righties and lefties, pretty on par. 86 and two-thirds, 75 hits. So he's very even. The only thing that does make you scratch your head is that power the power again the righties have a lot of pop against him uh 11 home runs the lefties only two home runs against him this season so maybe that's something that we could you know write down as homework is why are the righties you know tagging him for 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 the long ball BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. It's where you can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. We're talking football, basketball, soccer, esports, and more. It is all available at BetOnline.net. Heck, it's the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. We all know that. So head over to their website today or use that mobile device of yours to learn more. BetOnline, it is where the game starts. Uh, Now, Ulysses, before we move on to 
what didn't go so well, or maybe some things to work on with Drew Rasmussen. Is there any more in the positive column that you'd like to add or we're ready to move on? I would like to say one more thing, which is that walk rate at 5.3% that I mentioned earlier. Um, it's better than Shane McClanahan's people. So just don't, don't just automatically think, Oh, you know, Shane McClanahan is better than Drew Rasmussen. Like I would say he, I would put Shane over Drew, but it's not by much. I mean, just by the 2022 performances, not what they will do in their career, not what they're expected, not the stuff. No, no, no. Just look at the 2022 numbers. Shane was better, but Drew wasn't so far away. They were pretty neck and neck. I mean, 1A, 1B, 1A, 1C, however you want to look at it. And uh, just to highlight some of his uh, red markers in the Savant page, uh, 95th percentile in fastball spin, 88th percentile in walk percentage, 90th base rate, like I mentioned about the cutter uh, percentile in curveball spin, and 64th percentile in extension. Now, as far as some things to work on, with Drew Rasmussen. Again, when you put up the numbers like he put up, there's not too much bad you can say. But if we're going to nitpick to some extent, I would note that um, the strikeout rate is, you you would like it to be better in a perfect world. Um, Now, in, in kind of going off of that, there were several instances where he would throw six innings, six and a third, five plus innings, and he'd only have three or four strikeouts to his name. So you'd like to see that amped up a little bit if possible. Another thing I noticed was um, in the the Savant page and fan graphs, they back this up, is he lost some velo on his four-seam fastball. Um, But again, I think some of that has to do with the fact that he's not going all out for an inning or two. He has to... Uh, you have to pace yourself a little bit when you're working five, six, seven innings and you're a starter as compared to I'm just a flamethrowing reliever. But even having said that, um, we talk about the cutter, we talk about the slider. Uh, The fastball, as, as much as it still has really good velocity, it's I, it's not one of the best fastballs out there. There's You would think that with as much velo as it has coming out of his hand that um it wouldn't get i guess tagged up as much as it has been i i agree with all those negatives there's definitely not a lot of swing and miss in his in his repertoire which could give him trouble um because again the another thing that i mentioned earlier is he does get hit hard and then by hitting hard I, i he's in the 37th percentile in hard hit percentage so when you have traffic on the bases, you know, you know, first and second, second, third, first and third, and you know, and you don't have that strikeout capability, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. I, I think his rate is a 21.4. Um, that could become crooked number innings, and that's exactly what you want to avoid. And he did avoid that for the most part, uh, but you're right, that that K rate did decrease heavily. Uh, he was in the 52nd percentile last year and yeah. and 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 this time this year he was in the 40th percentile so that could that be a little bit of some of what you're saying trying to control his stuff pace himself uh better to get more length out of his outings that's that's better 
I mean, you would want him to to go be a six, seven inning pitcher rather than a five guy and and have a ton of strikeouts. I don't want to. I don't. I've seen Chris Archer with the Rays. I don't. Right. I don't need to see that. Um, maybe other fans need to see uh, four yeah. and two thirds and twelve strikeouts. I, that, yeah, I'd and, rather have what Drew Rasmussen is putting down right now as opposed to Chris Archer. Okay, yeah, he got ten strikeouts in four innings, but he gave up five earned runs in the process. Like. That doesn't help anybody. That doesn't help anybody. It doesn't help anybody. Um, so I, I agree with you. Maybe maybe that's that's the reasoning of why. Maybe also let's talk about that positive though. You know, maybe he's trying to control the strike zone. He doesn't give up a lot of walks. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's also why you see a little bit decrease of that MPH is because he wants to really command and control that strike zone, and rather than just go all out and then not have that control and command um, for it. So th- there could be many reasons for that but yeah i i agree that that those are the biggest detractors from his campaign would be there the k rate a little bit down the hard hit percentage just uh, you know being a, a, a little bit too high yeah uh in fact uh his forcing fastball ranked bottom half of the league when it came to whiff rate and uh not only did it lose a take and a half in average exit or average velocity but there was also a one-inch decline in induced vertical break as well, uh, if that's something that you're interested in. Um, all right, so Drew Rasmussen, uh, his future with the team, uh, I would go on record and uh, presume that he will be in a raised uniform this upcoming season. Uh, last I checked, he won't be arbitration eligible until 2024 or for the 2024 season. Um, now what I find interesting is we've talked about, uh, possible contract extensions with Shane McClanahan and others. If, you know, at, at what point is there a point would the Rays go to dress Musson and say, Hey, you know, Shane won't accept, uh, accept a five-year $50 million deal. We're not going to give you that amount of money, but we'll give you a nice little cushion. We'll give you a, a four-year 25 or, you know, five year 30, something along those lines. I feel like um, he would not be a, a terrible candidate to maybe want to extend and at least have a, a foothold on that rotation for the next handful of years or so. While it's not the the big fish of Shane McClanahan or Tyler Glass now extending him for, you know, the next half decade or whatever, um, Drew Rasmussen might not be a bad candidate, especially if he can show or if the Rays are confident that okay, yeah, we know he's just weaseling his way into this starter role, but we feel that uh, we can get 150 innings out of him um, regularly. Yeah, and, and, he's, and he's 27 years old, so he's just getting into his prime. He is ARB eligible in 2024, so you could maybe get get that, those ARB uh, numbers a little bit down by 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 convincing him to, to sign – uh, a team friendly deal as we like to call it in 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 race fandom and other mm-hmm. low budget uh no low budget low revenue uh teams I, I i can see that happening the only thing that would if i'm a race front office guy uh and nervous would be the two tommy johns um yes you, you, you that that would make you maybe you know kind of skittish at the prospect of, of giving a guy, you know, guaranteed money for the next four or five years and handcuffing yourself to, to that deal. 
But, you know, maybe you could see that as a positive. Like, I mean, what are the odds that he's going to get another Tommy John? Right. Uh, but I think, I don't know if it was last month or something, we, we did talk about, like, now Tommy John is like a regular thing, you know, yes. to have one Tommy John. Now it's becoming more like, oh, two Tommy Johns. Like, oh, and, they, and they're still okay. Like, maybe now we're entering a phase where three Tommy Johns is going to become like a, a, an odd thing, but then it'll normalize. We don't know. Uh, that that would make me kind of scratch my head and, and not be so confident about giving that money away. But the performances have been fantastic. And when you look at the ceiling, I mean, if you looked at that perfect game, he was just unreal. And, and mm-hmm. to do a back-to-back outings of no-hit bits, just uh, really good stuff. And you're, you're saying that he's got that capability in him without the strikeout numbers without the strikeout potential like that's really impressive is that he's just dominating um and and and, you know i it's 27 i i don't think that's a bad idea kevin the only again the only thing that would make me kind of you know nervous about that would be the tommy johns uh, in the past but the performances have been there uh, I was trying to look it up real quickly. How many pitchers have had three Tommy John surgeries? And I don't know if I found any cons- consensus or crazy uh, accurate sources here, but um, I see maybe Johnny Ventures, Jason hmm. Israinhausen, and Jose Rio as a couple guys. But I, you know, one Tommy John, sure. Two, maybe. Three, it's not very often that yeah. uh, you hear of that and that that player returns to uh, not yet be extremely productive. Yeah, it could become the new normal. We don't know. Um, I don't know, man. But it, it, that that's uh, wow. Johnny Ventures, X-Rays legend. Good. Uh, and Jason Isringhausen, X-Rays legend as well. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. I get maybe that. that's a thing is, hey, the Rays want guys who've had three Tommy John surgeries. Um, but that's, all joking. That, yeah. No, but just like I know you're joking. And, and of course, but like the Rays do get into these issues because they're not one of the things that they do so well is the, the shrewd traits and all that. But they also kind of have that high risk of injuries. They don't care yeah. so much about that injury. And that's why a lot of guys that have that pass go here to, to Tampa or St. Pete. And do those deals. Wilson Ramos did. Uh, Nathan Eovaldi did. Uh, you know, they, they, I, yeah. I think it's not a bad idea, Kevin. It wouldn't be a bad idea to, to sign a guy with Drew's past to a friendly deal now. 535, yeah. I think that could do it. But maybe Drew wants to bet on himself being so close to arbitration. Right. That's, that's very fair as well. Um, yeah, and I, again, that's kind of the thing with the Rays is they, in sh- having to shop at the bargain bin, uh, that's where you wind up sometimes with Chris Archer 2.0, Corey Kluber after all the issues he's dealt with. Uh, sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. Now, question, uh, before we get to Drew Rasmussen's grade, um, do you think he'll get to 150 plus innings in 2023. I, he better, <laughs> he better. Okay. Um, counting on that, counting on that. Um, we know they're going to baby Tyler glass. Now we know this already. It's going to be frustrating, but 
We know it. It's going to happen. Uh, I don't need to see Shane McClanahan be babied, but again, he's going to. They just they, they just are. But as long as they're babied and then in the playoffs, give me seven, give me eight. Don't give me yeah. no Zach Wheeler game six, 76 pitches, and you're out of there for Alvarado. See how I didn't use the Blake Snell people? There you go. Let's mm-hmm. change the narrative around. Let's just start saying Zach Wheeler game six. Um, then, yeah, baby them all you want. But I I, I don't want to hear the, they've never had this career innings before. He just basically doubled it. So now I, at the bare minimum, 150 is the expectation for Drew Rasmussen. 150 is the expectation, at least. What about a, another sub three ERA season? Is the baseball staying the same, the non-home run baseball? Because then I would say yes. If MLB has other plans with the baseball that we don't know about and then later find out, then maybe not. But for now, I'll say yes. I think he's got the capability of doing that. I mean, uh, I I really do. I'm going yes. And maybe the more uh, balanced schedule, so fewer games against the, not like a ton fewer, but fewer games against the likes of the Blue Jays, the Yankees, and the Red Sox may help to that extent as good well. good one good one and again the fip wasn't that far away from being sub three 326 that fip so i'm going to say yes under three era next year let's go uh, i was going to uh praise and make a comparison to drew rasmussen and his body type to nate Evaldi's and how um you know maybe that lends itself to durability but Nate Evaldi, of course, has had his ups and downs of being able to stay healthy, but uh, maybe we're hoping that Drew can put together a string of, you know, hey, give us between 125, 150, 160, something along those lines. Because I know that, you know, Nate Evaldi had the season he had in 2021, then uh, he barely pitched over 100 innings in 2022. But Again, two different right. players, two different situations as far as that's concerned. Um, all right, grade for Drew Rasmussen for 2022. I don't think we could have asked anything more of August Pitcher of the Month of 2022. Mm-hmm. An almost perfect game. A guy, again, had a very shiny walk rate. Very cool. Uh, 284 ERA. 128 ERA plus. 128 ERA plus. That's tremendous. Um I'm going to give him a solid A. He's a 95 in my book. That's the number I had in my head as well, 95. You know what? I'll give him a little extra bump. I'll give him a 96 because of that uh, beard. Whether you liked it or not, he was able to maintain that throughout the season seemingly. Yeah. So give him nice. a little bit of an extra point there. Um, and uh, for those counting it at home, uh, Willie Adamas, by the way, put up 31 home runs with the Brewers this past season, 4.4 war. Uh, of course, if he was in a raised uniform, he might bat under a hundred at the top. So again, yeah. let's put, you know what we can all go uh, and be great to have that offense and be great to have that power potential, but look what you got on the pitching side of things too. Yeah. Um, so um, again, it's, it's worked out for, for both sides for sure with that uh thank you for making the locked on rays podcast your very first listen every day now make your second listen the locked on sports today podcast that is also free and available on all platforms hope you all have a wonderful day stay safe and we will talk to you on wednesday with a mailbag episode